Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, episode, episode three, we've made it. We need to make an intro. It's not, again, I've said that the last time. We need to make an intro song of sorts, but we need enough content of yeah. ourselves saying interesting things to put for said intro. I mean, maybe just things. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put so much pressure on ourselves to say they have to be interesting. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, Garrett, Mike here once again. Another or week, is it another show? Oh, it's dot 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 Mike dot dot it's dot Mike Mike. Right, yeah, like, like that, like that. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> Good to have you. What's up, buddy? Officially on Spotify now, and we're all podcast. we made it. We're all podcast stream. So you can now find us. There's no excuse. All you have to, there's no excuse to not listen to us unless you just don't want to. That's that's a pretty good excuse to not listen to stuff. Totally. It's the exact totally reason valid. I don't listen to uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers or you too. I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. You're wrong. It's whatever. Uh, <laughs> today is Friday the 13th. All day. Uh oh. I didn't even realize that. Friday the 13th. Yes. It's a lucky day. Yes, we have a lot going on in the world. We have first and foremost, murder hornets supposedly have made a return to the United All States. Right. I'm okay. currently looking at a Good Morning America report from this morning where they definitely say murder hornets are back. Which right. we didn't we didn't really see a whole lot last year down here in Texas, but just the thought of a Japanese murder hornet, these just. Can you say, can you call it a Japanese murder hornet or is it? Uh, I'm sure someone will have some complaint about that. So just murder hornet. We'll just, well, I guess that's not very fair to the hornet. So we'll just call it a hornet. We'll just call it a flying insect. Yeah. Because hornet has negative, negative connotations. Con right, exactly. We got to be yeah. PC about the hornets. Apparently these things, if they sting you, though, they can, like, I was watching videos of, people willingly getting stung by them yeah i would and, i would be one of those people yeah that you that you watch it or that you no uh, i I, do I have not this is the first i'm hearing of it but i would definitely volunteer to be stung okay yeah well these guys like go around and find all these crazy but like i've seen them do like just giant uh ants like fire ants oh, are um, you talking about that show on whatever streaming service uh where it's just two guys that go around and they get stung by stuff that's that sucks to get stung it, by. There's probably there's probably multiple of there's those. quite a few of those shows, I yeah, think. Yeah. So it's one of those. But he did one with a murder hornet and his like entire forearm like was like three times the size <laughs> of normal. Cool. It looked like Popeye. I mean, it was yeah, it was <laughs> very, very it looked very painful. So I would not want to I've, get I believe it. My wife is uh is petrified of bees and hornets. Um, and we had, has, uh, has she ever been stung? I don't think so. She's too afraid. She doesn't let them get near. No, that's what I, so that's like the people who are most afraid of bugs that sting and bite haven't actually been bitten or stung. They just see other people's reaction. And most of the time it's when they're like little kids when they see it. Right. Right. Like I've never been stung by a bee, but my brother Josh has been stung like three times and it all happened when he was like three or four. And I've been stung time, by all kinds of stuff and it's and i've been i mean i think i've shown you pictures of of me getting bit by little baby caiman and snakes and stuff yeah um that was your world 
that was my world. Uh, we had um, there's a rock outside our our bathroom window in the master bedroom, um, and for whatever reason, there was just uh, a few hundred bees that just fell in love with that rock. And and you know, it's been a few weeks; they they just dissipated. And my wife was just like, I'm not going out there. I'm not going to turn on the hose. I'm not doing anything. I was like, all right, I'll do it. Um, and I would go there and I'd go, I'd go stand on the rock and the bees just did not care that I was there at all. Um, but she had an exterminator come out and the guy was like, I mean, you guys have chickens, so I'm not going to spray anything. But they're not, I mean, he was like, I'm allergic to bees and I'm standing here and they're not doing anything to me. So Yeah, they're not bothering you or anything. It was just yeah. a worry. Right. She's just, so, she just doesn't like them. So like on the subject of invasive species, did you hear about the Cobra that got out in Grand Prairie? I did not, but I guess I'm taking a trip to Grand Prairie. Okay. So this guy who owns like exotic pets or whatever, I sure. think, uh, had a Cobra get out of its cage and escape and it's just somewhere in north texas now so man so this this was something that i used to be really involved when i work when i work with reptiles is is a uh, organization called us arc and it's united states arc whatever um and they do they deal a lot with like um uh exotic pet legislation and whatever and the big thing that, that we were dealing with at the time was the burmese pythons um uh, they were on the the Lacey Act, it's called. They were on the Lacey Act, which means that you could own a Burmese python and you could breed said Burmese python, but you could not sell um, said babies over state oh. lines. And oh, that was a federal, okay. that was a federal law. They, they've since, US, uh, USARC has, has won legal uh, battles and everything. And as far as I know, at this time, you can um, do, the, do, you can sell baby uh, Burmese pythons, reticulated pythons, stuff like that over state lines now. And I think that's, that's a good thing. Um, but uh, there's just, there's so much misinformation about snakes and reptiles and exotic pets out there, um, that people just react emotionally. And, uh, but that's, that, that's a, a bigger microcosm of why any legislation gets passed is because people react emotionally. Um, but, People, you know, we're in hearing, favor of people being able to sell Burmese pythons across. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Burmese pythons are so everyone thinks that the anaconda is the largest snake in the world, and it just isn't. Um, it's it's the third. Um, the reticulated python is the longest, and I used to work with a lot of those. I had quite a few reticulated pythons, and Burmese pythons are considered the largest, like the biggest bodied. Um, and I've seen some really big female Burmese pythons. Um, and they are, they are a large snake. They they do they can look intimidating, but it, generally speaking, they're a very well behaved, um, safe snake to deal with. Um, you know, you don't want your three year old to be handling a you know an eighteen foot python alone. That's just not that's just that's just not well, smart. I read, a, I read a story that a couple of parents let their younger children watch a baby who was. Uh, eventually eaten by a Doberman. So you, you, you pretty much don't want to leave any right with any animal. Right. Alone. Exactly. Like, like we're, we're in the process of adopting and we have a blue healer and I'm not going to leave. 
uh, our, 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 you know, newborn infant, assuming that it is newborn when we receive said child, um, I'm not going to leave that alone with my dog. I know my dog well enough to know that that's not a good idea. He's a good dog. He's the best dog, but he's also, he, he gets a little grumpy sometimes, right? He's a dog. He's, he's, he has his own personality. Um, and that's the same thing with snakes, crocodilians, right? Uh, and th there's one story that whenever I talk to, to people about snakes and reptiles, and I've been out of the, I've been out of the game with, with that for probably six years now. Um, but the story I always hear is someone will say that, oh, my cousin had a boa constrictor. And <laughs> sorry, so stupid. I've heard it. I don't even, I, hundreds of times people, will, before I tell, tell you a story, people are dead sure that it is true. And it is not. Uh, my cousin had this boa constrictor and she used to let it sleep in bed with her, which, what? That, that, that didn't happen. And that's stupid. And the snake, you know, got, got larger and it started to, to, to sleep. You know, if, if she's laying like this, it would sleep up, up next to her. Right. Yeah. And she, she took it to the vet and the vet, she has like, why is the snake doing that? And then the vet goes, Oh, it's sizing you up to eat you. <gasps> and I, yeah. and every, and every time telling someone tells me that story, I'm like, that's, that's just not true. Like, I, I, I don't know who told you this or where you heard it, but you're definitely not the first person to tell me this. And it's, and it's just nonsense. <laughs> the, the, the idea that a reticulated Python can eat an adult American is out, out of bounds. It just can't happen. Um, maybe you know, it's, a, it's aware of how big its mouth is. Right. Right. So what I tell people about that is, you know, there are small people and there are children and a large female reticulated python could for sure eat a child. Absolutely. And could for sure, you know, kill me if it got the opportunity to. But it wouldn't because it cannot eat me. And the reason that it cannot eat me is because I have shoulders. If you think about everything a snake eats, they're basically torpedo shaped. They don't have shoulders. Right. And being cold blooded. In general, they do not want to waste their energy. So what I tell people is every time I got bit by a snake, um, it was my fault. And 95% of the time, it was what's called a food a feed, a food response, which means that they expected, you know, it was a day, a feeding day, or they expected they were going to get food and they just reacted. And I didn't take the, the necessary precautions. Um, but snakes in general are very safe. They're very clean. They make no noise. Uh, they don't shed snakes. Like when I used to breed ball pythons, for example, I would say this is the best pet you can get your child. What kind of person though owns a snake? Like, you know, you get a dog cause you want something to play with. And, like, um, people like me you. that, that were raised on Steve Irwin, right? Like I yeah. idolized the guy when I was a kid and he died, um, almost a year to the day that my, after my mom died. So that just, that just whole time period, I was like, oh, my God, everyone's dying. Um, but I, for some reason, uh, as a kid, just loved reptiles. Uh, the, I can remember my, my, one of my earliest memories is my dad giving me a Hanukkah gift. Um, and it was a tape of Steve Irwin working with crocodiles. And so crocodilians have always been above anything to me, snakes lizards, anything. Crocodilians are where it's at for me. <gasps> Excuse me. Um, but the, 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 
to answer the question a little bit more broadly, if you go to a reptile expo, which is just like a wedding expo or a, a gun show, right? They have reptile expos and you see all every kind of person. You see gentlemen in suits, right? Business people. You see professional breeders. You see, you know, people with, you know, white people with colored dreadlocks, right? Like you see the, the, the spectrum of people. Um, you see everyone, anybody could be into reptiles. And it's interesting how there's certain types of communities, right? Like there's, you have your ball python people, you have your boa people, um, you have your big snake people, your small snake people, your small lizard people. You have all these different communities of people in the reptile world and they're all kind of different um, in different ways. Um, but like the, the reptile YouTube community is huge. Um, you've got guys like uh, Brian Barcheck, um, who owns BHB Reptiles, I believe in Michigan. Yeah, in Michigan. And he does daily vlogs. And you've got um, Kenan Harkin, who's down in Florida, who's a, who's a friend of a friend of mine. Um, a gentleman named Fred Grunwald, who used to live near me in Florida, who's got crocodiles and all kinds of cool stuff on his you know, quarter or uh, three quarters of an acre property. Um, but that's that's I mean, it's it could be anybody. To answer your he's got question. crocodiles. <laughs> so for, for you and for anyone watching uh, now or later, uh, just go on YouTube and type in Fred Grunwald. Um, or um, Camp Kennan, spelled with K's, K-A-M-P-K-E-N-E-N, -E -E on YouTube. And you can find Fred Grunwald, and he does um, tours of his property with people. Fred Grunwald is this really cool um, older gentleman who uh, has a, you know cancer and all kinds of stuff, and he, he wears a feeding tube around all day. And this guy's just out there working with his crocodiles and his large alligators and his big snakes. Um, the man is um, a real turtle nut, and so his property is just covered. He's got hundreds, maybe thousands of – I mean, I can't even estimate how many turtles and tortoises he has on his property. He has a ton. Um, I don't know if it's still there, but he was holding a, uh, um, a large female Galapagos tortoise for a friend of his named Harriet, who was very smart. She would come if she was called. If you called her name from across property, she would come walking towards you. Turtles have ears? Yeah. And they're very intelligent. Um, and so she would, she'd come up like if you're sitting in the, in the lawn chairs or whatever, sometimes she would just walk by you and knock you over. Cause she's like 600 pounds or whatever. Yeah. She's huge. Um, and she'd come up to you and she'd just like stretch your head out and she wants you to scratch your neck and she will not leave you alone until you scratch your neck. Um, she's super cool. Uh, and he, he just has, you know, he's got, um, like a row of enclosures, um, that are, I think, 10-foot chain-link fence, and they're like three feet dug into the ground with ponds. And in one, he's got a large male alligator and a regular-sized female alligator. Um, he's, I think he has a Nile crocodile, a large Nile crocodile in the next. I can show you a picture if you want. He has an American and a Nile crocodile in the next. And then in the last one, he has a female saltwater crocodile who hated me specifically. Um uh, and, but, and that's like the testament to the different personalities, right? Like the large Nile crocodile, I'd go in there with him or not with him, but I would be in his enclosure, you know, weed whacking or trimming trees or whatever. And he just did not care that I was there at all. 
Um, but the female saltwater crocodile, she, if she would see me, she would dive into the water and, you know, do what crocodiles do and try to kill me. Just wait, <laughs> just wait for just, the opportune time right. to strike. So I couldn't go. I, I mean, you never go in an area with a crocodilian alone, but I couldn't. I, I like I had to have people I watch what I was doing with her because she's pretty nasty. What a different world. It's living in the living in the uh, reptilian world, as it were. Yeah, I mean, there's people in Texas that do it. There's a guy I think somewhere near Fort Worth that's got he he just uh, converted a whole shed and he just breeds ball pythons out of it. And uh, ball pythons are cool because you you can combine all kinds of different genetics, uh, color pattern mutations, dominant codominant recessives, and make stuff look real cool. Um. And it's just a really cool world and uh, it's fun. And I just really like reptiles. They're quiet. Well, you, I guess you are the kind of guy to have a snake. Then it, it's pretty much anyone that's like you. Yeah. Yeah. In the nicest way. What does that even, what does that even really mean though? Like who, who, what does that mean? Like, I don't know. You're a loner, you know, you know, yeah. You're not one to go out and be super social, so you're not sure. exactly looking for a pet that's super social. But I would say that even in that community, I'm a bit of a, I, I was a bit of a loner, and it's it can be a very social community as well. I don't think that oh really it's, means much. It's a it's a social community of like uh, how do I put this delicate Quirk, quirk, like quirky weird, people. Yeah, quirky. Yeah, it's, quirky a, it's people, a, yeah. and they're all pretty social. But you're see you're. Kind of quirky, but not quirky enough to where you're also self-aware enough to be like, I don't want to look like a jackass. <laughs> you're right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I put on a collared shirt to do this with you. So Exactly. I, and like, I, I put on thinking, the main tuxedo. I was even thinking like, oh, I'm just going to use my avatar the whole time so we don't even have to look at ourselves. But I don't, I don't care. One way I always look nice. Thank you. Uh, but so that's the issue going on is cobra in grand prairie north texas right, right and someone with your expertise i would say that there's if you're in grand prairie there's really nothing to worry about um and again depending on the type of cobra i mean no cobra is safe to deal with um unless you're a trained expert i'll, I'll definitely say that um well okay so grand prairie just got rid of or they are tearing down the Grand Prairie Airhogs baseball stadium and they're replacing it with a cricket field or a cricket stadium. And if they're going to have a professional cricket team or if they're going to have a cricket team here in North Texas, like I think if it's going to be in Grand Prairie, they need to be the Grand Prairie Cobras, right? At this point, I would say that's the logical conclusion. It's a fantastic origin story, though. Like for sports, <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a, there's a cobra that came through that got loose. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's how team names happen. Like the, the right. Chicago Bears, there aren't a whole lot of bears in Chicago, but someone go, oh, well, I think, I think they're actually, uh, or maybe this is Detroit I'm thinking about, but I think bears are making their comeback in those areas. The, 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 the circus came through and one of them got loose in town and killed a bunch of people. So that's why we call our team the Bears. Is that, was that why? No, but wouldn't well, that be a good origin sure, story? Sure, sure, sure. The, the Red Sox are called, are called the Red Sox because of Kurt Schilling. Yeah, exactly. Say. Like that's, again, totally believable. No, but 
Yeah. Some, no, no, no. For someone who isn't a huge sports fan, for someone born. Oh, yeah. You, you after could 100%. Yeah. I could de- definitely convince my wife that that is the case. 100%. Yeah. Just a casual. Um, but to, but to, to go back to the thing, I know nobody watches this yet, but if you're in Grand Prairie and you see a cobra, just leave it alone. Just walk away. And that's, that's the, that's the advice I give anybody with any snake. If you don't know what it is, leave it alone. But to make, make people feel a little bit more safe, only 11% of snake species in the world are venomous species. The rest are constrictors um, or egg eaters. Snakes in general are very safe. But again, if you see a snake, leave it alone. Call somebody. That's it. Great advice. Great advice. <laughs> it's the only advice you can give, I guess. Um, so I guess moving on to more worldly, more pressing issues, more controversial topics, because I think we can all get behind the idea of staying safe from a cobra. Sure. The more, well, I guess before we get into Debbie Downer talk, did you see that Jay Cutler is thinking about running for... Are we talking about Jay Cutler, the football player, or Jay Cutler, yeah, the bodybuilder? Jay, Jay Cutler, the football player. Nobody cares about Jay Cutler, the bodybuilder. Uh, tell that to Las Vegas. That's. I mean, <laughs> does he does he do well out there or something? Uh, he, yeah, he's got a bunch of businesses. I think. Does he? Yeah. Uh, no, he's huge. But Jay Cutler apparently guy. is running for school board. Where in his Indiana community. After I mean, a video went out, or I guess not the it's not the video that caused it. It was a school board meeting where they said, you know, they mandated masks. Uh, on I think that's in terrific. And Jay Cutler was like, well, I guess I better run for school board. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look into well, it. I think that's kind of that's that's a perfectly personified sort of everything that you and I talk about is um, it, it, you know, Everyone expects someone else to do something for them, and, and but he is saying, you know what, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because no one else is, right? Like, I think that's terrific if if he's got the right motivations and all that, and he's got the free time. Great. Um, you know, I'm never going to do it because we're going to homeschool our children. But nice. That's right. where I, that's where I think about, or like where I'm at yeah. kind of is okay. You people that are hypercritical of the public school system you're convinced that it's a left-wing indoctrination camp of sorts right yet i mean i would say that it is but yeah right like neither here nor there the issue is if you think that if you think x to be true then why do you continue to send your kids there um I mean, there's so many reasons for it, uh, but I know I, it's I, like, I, you know, they're I totally agree with you. Parents. Yeah. It's right. You know, which goes back into or not back into, but which goes into the idea of like, you know, is education or is, is public education just really just like glorified daycare? Um, I, I mean, yeah. And, and, and the way we see it, or at least the way I see it, I'm not going to speak for my wife, but she does agree with me, is that, you know, why? Why are we going to have a kid if we're just going to? have babysitters and then just send the kid to school. We want the kid to have the kid. So, and I also, I want to, I want our children to learn better than I did. I mean, my experience in high school was not a, not a good one. Um, teachers don't care. You don't learn stuff that really like, 
I was. That's I, a, I had, that's a, I had that's a, quite an exaggeration. I mean, a lot of the most of the, I would say most of them go into the teaching profession with the with the best of, of intentions. Yeah, I agree, completely best of intentions. And then you know the the system, the administration, the whoever. Like <laughs> one uh, friend I have just talking about it. She's a a teacher and teaches middle school now. But she was saying that when she was teaching in Dallas ISD the like her biggest problem was the administrators don't seem to care they don't respond right. timely like when I, when I would say uh or when she would say like you know it just felt like the administration didn't have your you know didn't have your back and I'm like well what does that mean like I I, I hear teachers use that rhetoric you know what does that actually mean she's like well they're literally not there I have kids beating up each other in class and right. no one comes to help me Right. You know, it's, a, it's like literally a situation of, yeah, they don't care. There are, you know, you reach a certain point where yeah. it's like, I've got other things to do. I've got to work. I've got to worry about, uh, you know, this potential company wanting to sponsor some sort of spo sports program or something. I can't right, come right, handle right, the right. day to day of kids beating up each other in class. we got bigger fish to fry. Right. When I say they don't care, what I mean is they don't seem to care on an individual level. They want to help children, but they don't want to help you specifically. At least that was my experience. Um, but I also, you know, I, I was required to take like poetry class and stuff like that. Like that's just that might be good for some people. But I, I would argue that it's not necessary for the majority of like I, I think that we should be teaching our kids how to pay taxes, how to uh, how to balance a checkbook, how to write a check, things that matter. Right. Like math is good to know. What Reading and writing. Check. Sorry, young one. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but you see my point, right? Like, so that's what, that's why we want to homeschool, um, is so that, you know, my, my children will know how to take care of, uh, livestock and know how to do morning chores and, and kind of know where their, where their food actually comes from. Um, and actually be able to spend time with their parents talking to adults. I think that the idea that children need to need to socialize with children. Yeah. They, they need to play and have fun with kids, but they shouldn't be taking their social cues from other children. They should be learning to be adults. That's my personal, um, uh, view on it. Interesting. If, if, if I need to learn about something, I'm not going to go to someone that's new. I'm going to go to someone that's been doing it for a while. Right. Correct. Like I'm not gonna, you know, uh, you know, I've been playing baseball my whole life and you know, let's say, uh, Joe Schmo has been playing for five years. I'm not going to, if I need to learn a new skill, he might know it, but I'm not going to go to him. I'm going to go to someone that's been doing it for longer than I have at least. Right. So that's how I, I see it. Um, uh, I, you know, if you, if you talk to homeschool children, um, they tend to mature faster. Um, the, the social stigma that, that people had, um, you know, even when I was a kid, it seems to be diminishing, not totally gone. But I know I've known many homeschooled children that um, are mature beyond their their years, and not in a negative way. They just are able to hold a conversation with an adult and, and actually talk to people. And um, and I think you can teach your kids your values and actual important life skills. Um, and, and that to me is better than oh, I got six hours of homework for poetry class, right? Yeah, and, and the other thing that I just thought of was that, for at least in my high school in New Hampshire, 
um, after I think it was sophomore year, there was no PE anymore. There was no physical education anymore. And to me, that's crazy. Yeah, that's how they do it here. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's like you have to have two years of physical education, like as a course, like you either take PE or you're in athletics for most of the guys you do athletics, which is if you if you're not playing football, then you're spending right. all your time specializing in whatever sport it is you play. So I did basketball. And so it was, you know, year round basketball training. But right. And that's yeah, easier. The, that's definitely easier in a place like Texas. But you again, I grew up I grew up in the great white north. Right. Uh, and I only did you guys have baseball. to do the did you guys have to do the presidential fitness test? Ah, that, that's that, every, that does ring a bell every been, year. Uh, every year we had to do like like you do a bunch of like stretches and like prove how how flexible you are, and then you have to run a mile under a certain time. And I loved the presidential fitness test because a it got you out of class. Uh, I don't remember that. I, I've heard of it. I don't know that it, I I did it. It, it. You do like, um, you stop out at. 25 but they ask you to do 25 push or they ask you to do you know push-ups for as long as you can and then they stop at 25 and then you have to do like 50 crunches and it was just like hilarious to see the kids who hadn't been in athletics for like you know it's it's their senior year yeah so they haven't done pe or athletics or anything for two years isn't it crazy that 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 um 25 push-ups is now considered athletic that should just be a baseline for anybody that's that's easy yeah and, and anybody I, should be able to do that. And they let you do girl push-ups too. <laughs> oh man, no, they're, they just, they do the, they're doing that stuff in the navy, like in the military now too. Like, uh, you know, if you so like the the navy, you have the PRT, which is the uh, it's probably a different acronym now. They change it every twenty minutes. But every six months, you're supposed to do you know mile and a half run push-ups, sit-ups. Um, and if you have some sort of, you know, it, like for me, I had really bad shin splints. So I would do the bike instead of the run. I hate running. I hate it. I'm no good at it. I, I'm just not built for it. Um, I'm stocky. Um, and you're not, really, you're not super slow though. I am good at 90 feet, 90 feet. I'm good. I, you're I, you're I good fly. on the base paths. I can't fly. I used to be able to fly. I, I'm pretty quick at 90 feet. Beyond that, uh, I get smoked pretty quick, yeah, especially it's it's Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not built for it, um, especially because I've been a catcher for so long. My knees don't hang, hold up, and all that. But, um, but yeah, the 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 physical standards. So my understanding now in the Navy is if you so if you fail a PR, PRT, you have to retest in like a month or whatever and try to pass. And then if you don't, there was consequences. Uh, you know, you could potentially be kicked out of the military, right? And now it just seems like from what I've heard and understand, I don't know if they've changed this or what, but um, you can just fail it and no big deal. We don't have to be fit in the military anymore. Like, well, yeah, everything's done with drones. Not submarines. You can, I mean, we're almost there. You can pretty much, I, I remember my grandparents had a remote controlled boat. So I imagine that we're not far off from people just controlling the boats and the submarines from, you know. Sure. The East so, Coast or the West Coast, wherever they take off from, and they just like do it from a computer screen and a little joystick. There are um, there are automated um, surface warfare boats, I believe. I don't believe that they are capable of of, uh, of uh, you know overseas distances, um, but they are uh, not automated, but they are remotely controlled. I suppose. I think that's true. Don't quote me on that. Um, but 
when it comes to like a submarine, you're always going to, at least in my opinion, you're always going to need people on board. Um, the newer classes, they are all fly by wire and uh, much more remotely controlled, like, like remotely controlled, but from in the boat. Yeah. Um, but you're always going to need people to make the decisions. Um, if you talk to special uh, special warfare guys, you know they they do their reconnaissance with drones, and they all they say that that is a very useful tool, but it'll it it never you 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 can never replace human eyes. Um, but yeah, I agree that I think that things are going to definitely become more remotely controlled. But you still need to be fit. It's the military, and and you still need to be fit because you're a person. Well, now now you just sound like a bigot. <laughs> Fine, I am then. I don't care. Uh, speaking of bigotry, see, segue. Um, Reminds me of Colin Mockery bit. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, physical fitness, health, all ties into the current situation we have now, which is more and more companies are now forcing employees to receive the COVID vaccination or they are fired and there is nothing that can be done about it. Well, I say um, that that definitely sucks for the employee. I say let those companies do what they do. They're their own companies. They can make their own rules. And people like us can create our own companies where we won't enforce such things. And if you want to work here, you do so at your own risk. Uh, and, 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 And you are... You would be an employee, yes, but you also are still your own person, right? Um, and I think that that companies creating these rules opens up windows for companies uh, with with uh, more. Um, so where I'm looking for here, more open, uh, open-mindedness. To yeah, to flourish. Um, that's that's where I. That's my initial reaction to it. Like, I'll give you an example, okay? So, we talked about Michael last week, my brother. How's he doing, by the way? He's doing good. They asked him to, uh, or so in their email, they said, we are assuming since you won't get the vaccine that you are, uh, we are taking this as your resignation. And he said, no, I'm not resigning. You guys are firing me, like, you know, for federal tax purposes and stuff like, like if you're going to get all these benefits from the government and then turn around mm-hmm. and fire people like you suddenly lose those uh benefits so they're uh pretty pissed off just that he's just not getting it so he's like yeah you're gonna have to fire me and they're like well it's good that he's standing on principle for sure yeah so his his uh wife has a friend who he he told her and then she told her friend who I guess works for Fox news or is, you know, knows someone or is related to someone or something like that, that works with Fox news. And, uh, so she asked if Michael would be interested in being like on the network and talking about just his situation with, uh, you know, losing his job. And then, um, AT&T, uh, who my dad works for AT&T said that they are enforcing, a vaccine mandate on all employees who are in the office. Well, he's not in the office. He has a customer facing role. So he goes and meets clients. So he's uh, guessing or assuming that he's going to have to get it as well if he wants to stay employed. So it's 
slowly but surely more and more people being affected. You have two different responses to it. You have my dad who's 60 and can't exactly like just go find a new job. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, he's I get 60 that. years old. He, he's been with them for almost 20 years. Uh, it, it's a lot harder than Michael who's 24 and just can, you know, find other employment or he's right. not even, he's only been with them for a year now. So yeah, maybe two years. Uh, but still it's not like he's it like apparently smaller. Yeah, absolutely. And it still sucks, but yeah, you know, my dad's pretty much like, well, I guess I got to get it. Like that's, that's that. Right. You right. Know? Uh, which, you know, neither here nor there. That's not, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta he, do. You know, and, and it's even, it's even more than that. Like, um, my, mother-in-law uh is a you know she goes to church and um she had a heart attack recently um, a pretty serious one within the last few months and uh she when she started going back to church um people asked her uh you know they, they were they hug or whatever and they're like hey how, how you doing with the vaccine so oh, i didn't i haven't got it and, and they i guess they just pressured this poor woman into getting the vaccine and to me, that's just like, like the overreaction to this, you know, it, it's, it's in, uh, it's in business, obviously it's in, um, culture, it's in religion, it's everywhere. And how, how do we. Well, the, okay. So the religious aspect is super interesting to me because you have it's extreme on many sides. Not there's, there's more than two sides in this situation. There's right. like the people who, you know, are like, well, Jesus would get the vaccine. Like, okay, let's ignore that. Jesus can't get sick, whatever. But you know, you have those people that say like, you know, it's your duty. It's if you care for other people, you need to get it. And then you have the flip side, like, and this is like that, that's not even a crazy fringe uh, idea or notion. That's like, you know, commonly accepted. You have the people that just, you know, whether or not they've gotten it, they don't really even talk about it. It's just, you know, they not something they even want to discuss. And then you've got the people who are super out on the fringe saying that this is like some sort of, uh, you know, what is it? Mark of the beast. You know, you've got people that right, right, right. are convinced that, Oh, well, you know, if you get that, this is, you know, there's always a mark of the beast. They said the same thing about credit cards. Like they mm. said the same thing about cell phones. Like there's always mm. that fringe group that thinks everything is the everything new is the mark of the beast. So like there's that side of it. Uh, there's the side that says that they're microchipping you with it, which like no, that's crazy. How? Well, yeah. You know, um, if they wanted to microchip people, they could literally just offer it to people, and people would do it. So, but they're basically like all of this to say. The narrative of this, like, take everyone out of that. And the, the people that are left, you know, the talking heads, they are conflating the group of people who, like, genuinely don't want to get it with mm -hmm. the people who, oh, well, you're just a crazy person. Huh? You probably think it has microchips in it, huh? You, you probably think that it's the mark of the beast. And it's like, no, I just don't want to get. But the whole objective is to just lump them all in as one uh yeah one that, identity yeah 100 i agree with that you know I, it, to me it's like um you know the, the 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 reasons to not get it there's so many like for me like you know in a few in in several years when we have a a, a wealth of data 
um, real data about this, if this is still a problem, you know, and you still don't, I, mean, I don't want to get it. So yeah, if there was a lot of data, years worth of data, several years worth of data, I would get, I would get it. Yeah, I don't care. I, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm just not going to take something that's been rushed so much that has so much propaganda around it. That to me is the biggest thing. Like there's so much propaganda around this vaccine. That is the biggest thing to me. Like, why are you pushing this so much? That makes me not want to get it. And, and so you see um, that, you know, they're trying to, they, they, they say that we need to target that um, they need to target people like us. that don't want to get it. Um, and, and show and, and, and convince us to get it. But then they put people on, I guess there was a commercial where this like drag drag queen or whatever, I don't know, uh, was, was on the news trying like, or, or on some show or a commercial or something telling people to get it. And it's like, that's not how you convince us. Like, you see you what I'm saying? Think, you don't, you don't think the, uh, Biden administration, their solution to the whole problem of getting, Instagram and TikTok influencers to, uh, you know, push vaccination. Like you don't, you don't think that's working? I don't think that's going to be effective for people like me who, uh, boy, I don't care about those people. I, I, I genuinely don't care about Brad Pitt's opinion. I don't care. I think he's a good actor, but he's an actor. He's not a scientist. He's not a politician. Uh, I, I don't care about these people's opinions. I care about the reality. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, the, 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 I, the, um, the way that they, they push this just doesn't make sense to me. And then you've got guys like Deandre Hopkins who are, I don't know who that is. He's a football player. Okay. Uh, top, top three wide receiver, maybe the best wide receiver, uh, in football. He said that, he might consider retiring. Like he has since deleted his tweet, mm -hmm. but uh, with the NFL basically saying, Hey, if there's an outbreak on the team and you're unable to make up that game, then the team who had the outbreak has to take a forfeit and everyone on both teams doesn't get paid uh, for that game because it never happened. So, in his mind, he's like, well, I don't want to be the one responsible for not just myself, but for my teammates and for the other guys in the league to not get paid for a week. You know, like, mm -hmm. so I, I, I've made enough money. I, you know, might just retire. Uh, I mean, I get, I get where, where the, why he would say something like that. I don't agree with it, but I, I get It's again, again to me that just seems like a surface level analysis, without real thought into, with no historical context, with no. Um, yeah, he's just like I don't want to possibly be the reason and be blamed for all of my teammates, you know, not getting paid. And in his mind, I, it's like, well, I still don't want to get the shot that bad. Like that's how but, bad he doesn't want to get it. And I respect that 100%. But and the whole thing to me is like, this is, this is also, you know, this is not how you combat disease and sickness. You don't, you, well, you need to develop immunity. The, yeah. There's, no, there's, okay, no, there's like, no thought of that. Okay. So, right. But like, take that aside. It's 
like back to the messaging, one thing that definitely doesn't help, you know, like you said, people like us, if you're trying to get the message to people like us, uh, one thing that definitely doesn't help is when you either lie or you get statistics so wrong, like you get the data so wrong that it seems like it's done on purpose. Like, did you see the Texas Tribune? Uh, uh, I don't know if it was the Texas Tribune. My wife sent me a snapshot the other day from Dan Crenshaw. Oh, oh come on, man. I mean, it was probably from the Texas Tribune article where they published that 5,800 kids. Yeah, the, the Jennifer been, Rubin thing. Yep. Yeah, 5,800 kids had been uh, admitted to the hospital in the course of a week. And the numbers actually showed that it was it wasn't 5800 it was 794 so yeah. they were off by 5100 and also those numbers were over like the course of a month not seven days right so it like just was complete i mean it could not it was that's eight times off dude. yeah and if you're trying to get a scare like that's you know i don't even know where they would get those numbers from but by that point you from lies yeah you issue the correction though and then everyone else has already run with a different story they've already moved on but in people's minds they've you know got 5800 oh we're like well, no one sees the correction kids. anyway right but it's to go back to you know yeah. how do you convince people like us to get poked it's, it's not by lying to us it's not by lying and it's not by having instagram influencers yeah. you know like tell us to get right. it that the strategy is to just let it play out honestly like yeah i mean like you said eventually like over time with data and everything people who were skeptical at first will ultimately get it and also if you if you if you have the vaccine and you feel that you're safe what what do you care about i i don't understand why people give a care at all about what i do with my own health right if you're a grandmother and you're worried about people like me getting you sick then maybe you should get the vaccine if you think that's a a viable option right like I, th this doesn't make any sense correct <sighs> there is no re like my my biggest issue with this is there's no reason for us to first of all even be talking about it second of all for there to be any controversy if you want the vaccine get the vaccine and leave me the heck alone. Leave me alone. It's not anyone's business what I do with my body. Very true. Well, I guess we can move on then. Since, I, like you I, said, I, we I, don't need to be talking about this. I'm burnt out of vaccine yeah. talking. It just it just happened with yeah, yeah, yeah. this week and then last week with Michael. And it's just, man, this sucks. Like, I'm so glad to hear that your brother is standing on principle, though. There's not enough people doing that. And I think it's just terrific that he is. Well, I mean... Michael's a smart kid and Michael's yeah. not going to be one of those. Like he's not wishy-washy. He thinks before he says things, he doesn't yeah. do anything like completely just on risk and doesn't take a whole lot of chances in that regard. Like he, right. when he says, you know, I'm not going to get it. He's not just saying it flippantly, you know, right. and it's one of those things where his employer probably thinks, Oh, well he's just, you know, he's under some sort of pressure or he, you know, just doesn't, doesn't get it. It's like, no, Michael, Michael's a really smart kid. And he knows that he, he knows that he said it, he knows why he believes what he believes. And 
you know, people just aren't used to that. People. Like, well, and that's that's employer. the thing. That's the thing. Like the the people that I talk to that that um, haven't gotten it and don't want the vaccine, they they're not just doing it uh, without like they, they they have come to the decision um, uh, thoughtfully and 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 um, not easily, I guess. Like it nobody was a tough I decision know to make. Nobody I know that hasn't gotten it isn't like they're it's the reason for them not getting it isn't anything that the media or people on the yeah. left or and the right like push like oh you're a conspiracy theorist oh you think that you're just going to drop dead from it oh you think that they're microchipping you oh you, you think that yeah i don't you know, know anyone that market the piece like no it's like people who work in the medical it's legitimate conspiracy. Like, yeah. it's doc i have friends that are doctors friends that you know work in healthcare who are skeptical and the reason for the them being skeptical is you know the fda hasn't approved it well you know the fda approves all this other crap and you're okay with that like it's like no yeah, what, is, what does it say that the fda approves this other crap but won't approve this like what right right exactly um did you hear about the uh the german nurse oh yeah like see <laughs> that, that to me is evil if i want the vaccine give me the vaccine that's what it, yeah so that stupid like just asinine and, but those are the people that make everyone it's not even us it's like, like just everyone who doesn't want to get it it's like oh well you're just like that german nurse who pumped saline into a bunch of people thinking that they were getting the vaccine it's like what no that's we, so evil we're yeah that person is bad too like it's that's, okay yeah. to just look around and say bad right. bad, bad 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 like all of it bad there right. is no good right and 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 you know there's there's also people that just are naturally skeptical of of things and are maybe pessimistic people and aren't necessarily trusting. And that would be where I fall into. That's the category I fall into. So I'm naturally skeptical. So let me be that way. But you're putting everyone at risk. You selfish, selfish <laughs> monster. I mean, I think, I think we need to accept more risk in our lives. <sighs> people live it, live too safely and in too much, uh, that's you know. not the answer you're supposed to say. You're supposed to say no. I'm not. If you, if you've got I mean, it, you're fine. I again, if you've got, I agree with that. If you've gotten it, you're fine. But also, I think that first of all, there's no evidence to suggest that I'm put, putting anyone at risk, particularly people that are wearing masks. You're doing nothing. You're just wearing clothing on your face now. Uh, I'm I'm doing no more harm than anyone else, right? And people, I guess what I'm saying is people need to live, uh, be, be able to um, uh, accept a little bit more mental discomfort ah, with this. Because that's all I it like is. That. Mental, be willing to accept more mental discomfort. Mm -hmm. Because it's people, very, dis very... Be because just because you have an opinion does not make you right. And people disagree with you. And, and people are always going to disagree with you. There's no such thing as uniform thought unless you live in. North Korea, right? And <laughs> I don't want to live there. So people are going to disagree with you, and that needs to be okay with you. You need to make yourself okay with that. Okay, so a segue away from COVID. Speaking of segues, do they still make those? Uh, is, was that the one with the one wheel on it? No, oh, no, 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 no. I know, no, they, they, dude, we've moved on from the segue to now. You've got the like little. 
uh, two. Oh, the, you don't even the need sideways skateboard thing. Yeah, between that or the yeah the sideways skate or the one that goes straight forward that's automatic. You just lean forward or lean backward and it yeah, goes. Yeah. Uh, no, those are sweet. But I've never tried one. I do not want to have a, a, a an ACL surgery. A controversial topic, though. Did do you think Field of Dreams is a good movie? I gotta be honest with you. I haven't seen it. <laughs> now I saw it when I was a when I was a, a young kid, and I, I it 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 didn't stick with me. I'm not a big Kevin Costner guy. Sorry, I'm also not a Sandra Bullock fan. I think she's very off putting. Sandra, Sand. Oh, that was just a random throwaway. Just taking shots at Sandra Bullock for the sake of it. She's not in field. <laughs> no, she's not. She's not. I'm just saying that 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 you know. I, I put everyone else likes you don't like like you don't like Tom Hanks do you? I love Tom Hanks, Tom okay. Hanks, but okay. I will not watch okay. a Nicolas Cage movie and I will not watch a Sylvester Stallone movie because he's a draft dodger. You don't like Rocky? I don't like boxing movies. I don't find them in, at all. I've I've watched the Rockies multiple times. They do nothing for me. Okay, so then back to Field of Dreams. You didn't watch the. Oh, Field of Dreams game last night, then did you? I watched the clips. Yeah, I watched the clips. I, we were busy last night. Thoughts of playing baseball in America's Heartland? I think that's terrific. I think it's weird, like that we're that we're moving stuff around in the regular season, like the Yankees Red Sox game in London. I just think it's odd. Like, what's the point? Kind of um, to grow the game it's to get more. I get it, but people interested. I. Uh, in, in the age of the internet, like, uh, I, I just, I, I mean, it's cool for sure. It's just, I, uh, I don't think it's accomplishing the goal. You know what I mean? What the London thing or the field of dreams? B both. All that. I don't think it's, it's, it's reaching people. I think the only people that are watching those are people that are already into baseball. Yeah, that's right? true. No, that's I, really I just think it's point. a weird choice. I, I think it's cool. I, I'm not saying that I don't like it. I think it's cool. I just think it's a weird choice. Yeah, they, I mean, it's a weird choice, definitely. To it's a money grab, obviously. Like you're mm -hmm. touching on people. Anything you know, touching on nostalgia is yeah. The point of it is a a money grab of sorts. But like the, like my wife is not a baseball person, and she's not going to become a baseball person because they played the Yankees and the White Sox played in Iowa. Played in a cornfield, right? Right. That does. That's not going to do anything for anyone that's not into. It's, no one's going to be like, oh, now I like baseball. You know what I mean? Like it was probably really cool for the players and really cool for the people who were there. And yeah, definitely fans of the I'm, like you said, fans of the game. I think they should do that, but I think that should not be their outreach strategy. Which brings me to my. It's like we're, we're might as well tackle all the world issues, at least the ones that we care about. Which is how does baseball grow? How does well, not the way the Cubs are doing it. Obviously, okay. We don't. <laughs> it it's not a major league issue. It's not. We're not. I'm talking about baseball yeah, in I general. Guess How do you encourage more people to get on the field? You know, playing at a young age. Is it doing more? Is it is it playing a game? So I saw this. Would you watch a game that was played on a Sandlot? Like if they went back to the Sandlot movie field and. I would watch it, but not because it's on the – I would just watch it because it's baseball. You see what I'm saying? Right. It would have nothing to do with the Sandlot. I just want to watch baseball. Um, I think that 
I think that a lot of people just don't like the game. And I don't think the new, ch the new changes, I don't think the pace of play, I don't think any of that's going to change it. I think it all, all the, that stuff does is it annoys people that already like baseball, like me, right? Like I watch baseball and I don't, I don't want it to be this. I don't want catchers to have to only be able to go visit a pitcher a couple times. I don't want uh, lefties to, to have to face like I, I want it to stay baseball, not other sports. We've already had this conversation, um, but I, I I just don't think that the way to to, to reach children like I, all, all I'm saying right now is things I don't think are going to work, and I'm. I might think of something that that might work, but I don't think the way to reach new people is to annoy the people that are already there. Right. That's my personal opinion. On yeah. It. That's my initial, that's, that's the way I feel when I watch the game. Um, but how do we get new people involved? I mean, I think you kind of need people like us that can just can tell people about the beauty of the game. Um, is that what the kids want though? I mean, what what made you like baseball? Uh, see, it's not an easy a, question. That is a see. So you have to really, really explore this. See, th this is why we have this show. This is why it beats yeah. therapy. Is because it's like this is the the therapy part. You know, what made you fall in love with baseball? So what the way I think about it is like, what do I like about the game, and what do I not like about the game, and that's why I've I I you know. I circle back to the stuff that annoys me that they're doing, the changes that they made. I think as a kid, it was, you know, watching, I mean, watching Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, King Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, just mash absolute nukes. And then right. Sports Center. Sports Center played a huge part in it because during the summer, it's the only, like, the only thing that's on is baseball highlights. So, yeah. like, I would just, that, that was a big part of it. You just fall in love with web gems and, um, monster hits, you know, the roar of the crowd, getting excited on a, a walk off, things like that. You know, you, you start to imagine yourself being on the mound, you know, in game seven, uh, trying to yeah. close it out or, you know, up at the plate, uh, playing wiffle ball in the backyard. Playing, I was going to say playing wiffle ball. Suddenly like the, you're able to create these images and stuff in your head. I think a, a big reason for, I guess the supposed decline, even though guys are signing for $340 million, the, lack of highlights like it's it's there's the mlb mm. network yeah but again yeah, it's it, the play it safe era it's there's the mlb network which is already just fans of mlb who are watching it it's not i like kevin millar as much as the next guy but i don't need to hear him talk about it every day but even okay like that aside it's not on sports center all the time like sports center has done doesn't care about baseball. baseball by constantly talking about you know off-season stuff i mean other sports off seasons are important, but there's all these highlights that don't get shown. You get little clips now. There's no like. Well, and 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 I I think it's even deeper than that. I think it's deeper than Sports Center not playing clips. I think we're in the play it safe era of Major League Baseball. I think guys aren't stealing as much. I think guys are only trying to hit home runs. There's 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 uh, you know guys are letting balls drop for a single instead of trying to make a, a nice catch and maybe let uh, get a guy into scoring position. And while that may be smart in terms of the numbers for a winning percentage, it's definitely not the, when we were kids, we would watch uh, web gems. You remember web gems? Dude, that, yeah. do, that, that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Uh, and 
like I, I'm on the, the MLB app every day. Again, baseball is the only sport I care about. I don't care about the others. So I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in what's happening in baseball. And if you go, if you go through your app and you go to the video section and the news, the news part, all you see are either home runs or, um, right now there's a lot of strikeouts, strikeouts. Yeah. But there's also a lot of talk. Like, there's a there's a in the in the video clips there's a five minute segment of David Ortiz and A Rod talking and while I love David Ortiz right love him I I don't need that there I I want to see Billy Hamilton make a ridiculous play right but instead you have guys not hustling you have guys striking out you have guys not making the great play you have some good a fair amount of decent infield plays but not like it was when we were kids and I think that's because we're in the the play it safe era of baseball because of the analytics. Hot take. So you think the number nerds are what the number nerds in the front office are what's killing the entertainment product. Yeah. Um, Ricky Henderson's base ceiling record is never going to be broken. Despite the fact that Whit Merrifield is significantly faster than he ever was. And catchers aren't as quite as good. Kevin Flawecki, the Red Sox backup catcher is a, a good backstop and he calls a good game, but he can't throw a ball and no one really, I mean, he, he gets stolen on a little bit more than most, but not that much. He, I don't think he's thrown out a single runner this year. Well, now I'm going to double check me. Look up stolen bases in the major league baseball this season. Just to see what the, cause now, I'm, probably now I'm curious about what the stolen base rate is. Right. It's definitely down. Now guys uh, don't steal bases unless they have like a, I think it's an 80% success rate because then it doesn't become worth it because of the numbers. Okay. Stolen bases by league total. Let's see what we can do. Okay. The last year that this website has it is 2017. Uh, I mean, they're stealing more bases now in the, I mean, on an individual level. When we're oh, talking actually, about I, highlights and clips, I you're say not that fine, Ricky Henderson. So in in nineties, okay. So the nineties, all throughout the eighties and nineties, the average stolen bases are roughly around like thirty two hundred a year. Mm-hmm. And over the last ten years, they're closer to it's closer to like twenty seven hundred. That's a significant drop. Yeah, that's five hundred less stolen bases. That's you know. Right. I can't do the math on my head in my head of how many per game, you know, that is or but mm-hmm. 500 fewer stolen bases on. And that's average like this, like in 20 and it's probably gone down since then. In 2017, it was 2500. And that was down from 2700 in 2014. Yeah. So, so I mean, that, yeah, that, that right. I mean, but even on an individual level, right? Like you used to have Ricky Anderson still 60 something bags a year. And now he stole you, like a hundred, he stole over a hundred bags in multiple years. Right. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm playing a conservative. Now, if your guy steals 30 bags in a season, that's D Gordon, right? That's amazing. That's elite speed. It's elite. Spe- and that just doesn't happen anymore. You don't have many close plays at first anymore. You have some, you got players like Alex Verdugo, right? Who, who runs stuff out. But if there's a ground ball at second base, guys, you're just trotting it, trotting it out. And 
I, I get it, but that's not exciting. You, you, you just don't have, and, and here's the, one of the other problems is guys like Mike Trout who are the, the, um, the elite players are, they're just not interesting. They just aren't. I don't. That's true. You know, like you have uh, LeBron James, right? Even I know LeBron James. He's apparently a very interesting guy. Um, but like Bryce Harper making a ton of money. And he's just, he's he, he he's making a ton of money because he was a 16-year-old phenom. And yes, he's a good major league ball player, but he's not. You know, years ago they would say, you know, which is better, Bryce, Bryce Harper or Mike Trout? And I... I don't think there's any debate anymore. Mike Trout is definitely better, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, but it goes back to, like, they're both kind of boring, though. They are, exactly. Um, and, and and then you have um, teams... Mike, pl- uh, Bryce, you, by the way, Bryce Harper's almost hitting 300 this year, so... Oh, good for him. That's good. Um, that that does surprise me, because he's just... It's, he's a boring player. Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, you have guys like like Chris Davis, who just literally today apparently retired from the Orioles, making one hundred and thirty one million dollars um, over the seven year seven year contract he got. And man, was he terrible all the way. Yeah, he hit 53 home runs one season, but that's it. We also went oh for 54. Right. Right. At one point. So 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 there is a big problem. Um, I think the shift has hurt the game a lot. I was going to say, do you not like, are you one of those guys that says we need to get rid of the shift or are you of the mind that will hit away that, from it? That is, uh, that is something I am super conflicted about. I, I, my, my, um, my initial reaction is, well, you need to make the adjustment. You need to start hitting the ball the other way, lefty. Uh, but again, I'm also like, I get why teams are doing it, but also it's making the game kind of boring. Um, and I think that's also why I think without the shift, you never would have had to implement the the the, um, the runner on second base rule in extra innings. I don't think you would ever have had to uh, go there. Um, but but then again, you also had guys like David Ortiz who's still hitting the three hundreds even when. Every he was the one guy that every team shifted on, right? You still have the guys that 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 hit. Um, I think David Ortiz might have been the last really interesting, fun baseball player that we had. There just isn't anyone anymore. You know, there really isn't. There isn't. JD Ramirez. No. Oh God, was he interesting? Uh, JD Martinez. Yeah, he might hit forty home runs in a season, but he's friggin' boring. I'm sorry, but watching him hit. Come on, man. Like Cody Bellinger seems like a cool guy. Seems like a tool to me. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's kind of what Yeah, we I mean Trevor Bauer's now gone. He was he was kind of interesting. Um yeah, so what's up with that by the way? So like that's that's the other thing. You have guys that finally do break through, right? They're able to be very marketable and I mean, yeah, he comes off as a douche, but Trevor Bauer was doing a good job of marketing mm-hmm. himself. And then the major league baseball does everything they can to like dump on Stifle him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that to me is like uh, the, the whole, um, 
it's being run by a bunch of 80 year old dudes who say you can't oh you're not bigger than the game you can't and this is why we can't let the government be run by my god <laughs> anyway uh back to baseball <laughs> we're we're through with that for this for this episode we're through with the government right we we we, we have rob manfred the the chancellor of baseball um some might call him hitler uh, uh who did. In, i did and i'm probably the only one and i don't mean it rob manfred um but i don't like you rob manfred i don't think you're good for the game i don't think the players like or respect you um I think you're hurting the game significantly. I think even though Bud Selig didn't do a lot, I think that was why the game was more popular then. Um, I think the home run derby needs to be fixed. If we're going to keep it, it is one of my favorite events of the season, and it is pointless. But it is fun to watch guys hit bombs, right? Let's make it every year in Colorado. I want to see guys hit tanks, right? Um, But – what happened this year was just atrocious. Uh, and they had two years to plan that because they did not have a home run derby last season. They had two years to fix it and they made it worse. Um, and this is the problem. Yeah, I don't know People, how you screw it up. I don't know how you screw up the home run derby, but they found it, a way. Oh God, it was bad. Um, that was one of the things that I thought Rob Manfred did kind of right was the new home run derby format. And then, now we just screwed it up again. Um, people make changes because they feel like they need to make changes. When changes, like we have a the baseball has a real problem of fixing what's not broken. Um, Agreed. And back to the Trevor Bauer thing, I think that we don't have interesting players because, again, we are in the play it safe era of baseball. No one wants to be controversial because they don't want to be canceled. They don't want to say the wrong thing. So they're just going to, you know, they have a publicist who tells them to say six things when they're interviewed, and that's all they say. No one has anything interesting to say. No one does anything interesting. They either hit a home run or they don't. And I love home runs. Home runs are my favorite thing to watch in baseball because I'm a person. Everyone likes watching home runs. But I also like watching guys do other things too. Uh, and what 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 happened? Like what? Why? Why did this happen? Like I feel like we got you got a fair amount of people. There's a, there's there's YouTubers um, that that are constantly talking about how how the game has been ruined, and they just don't listen. They don't pay attention to the people that matter. They pay. They're trying to. They're trying to. Um, reel in these people that don't care anyway. And it's, instead, instead well, of paying attention to the fan base. Yeah, that that's a really good point. Actually, they are really fo- hyper focused on getting the casuals to possibly tune in more than they are listening to the actual mm-hmm. fans who. Meanwhile, they, they assume will tune in no matter what. Meanwhile, the guys like me that only miss games if I'm playing baseball or if you know, where we have an event or something, right? That's the only reason I miss baseball games. I always watch the baseball games. Chris sales coming back tomorrow. That's terrific, right? Chris sales, an interesting guy. And he's actually a good pitcher who strikes guys. That's interesting. Um, But instead of paying attention to guys like me who are kind of less, less invested in watching the game now, because I'm, it's not as good as it used to be. And it's not as fun as it used to be. 
they're, they don't try to make my experience better and continue to keep my money, right? They're trying to go get out new money, but that's just not a winning strategy to me. Yeah, so I'm reading right here. I didn't realize that Trevor Bauer's administrative leave was extended again. Today. Oh, he's never coming back. He's never coming back, dude. He's done, in my opinion. It's over, if you ask me. Despite yeah. the fact that I I, I, I I just don't think it's just uh, justifiable. Um, while what he did, I do not agree with, and it's not how I operate. Uh, he has also in the past been vocal that, that that is how he operates. And it was consensual. So again, this is the play it safe era of baseball. We do not want a controversial person involved. So we're going to blackball them. Thanks baseball. You're ruining yourself. If it was just some other guy, if it was Pablo Asuna who just nobody really knows about except, you know, just knows as a good player. Right. You, know, you can look the other way, but when it's someone who actually makes headlines for sure, sure. Like uh, you know. Starlin Castro actually apparently beat his wife. Yeah. Goodbye. If you're lucky, you're just getting banned from baseball. If, you, if it's up to me, you're going to, you know, it's going to end differently. Uh, you, you don't, you don't hurt women, but that's a different thing than what Trevor Bauer allegedly did. I don't have all the information. Nobody does. Um, I didn't realize. But, I, I forgot about Starlin Castro too. Yep. Well, so yeah, baseball is getting its own way. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And that, but that, I think an organized organization has become too big for its britches. Um, I think they have too much. They have a lot of uh, government protection. Um, and I think that they they are leaning too much on that. And I think I think that's no good. Um, I, I just think there's so much. And and look, we're Monday, Monday, Monday morning quarterbacking all this. Right. Um, we're not in professional baseball. We don't uh, uh, we, we don't know all the ins and outs of what's going on. But we are the fan base. We know what we like and what we don't like. And um while a lot of people have gotten on board with replay and all that, and, and I'm fine with replay, I, I did not like it at first um, because I saw we that. can't move forward though until people like you leave. The people who want to live in a world where umps make mistakes and we're just okay with it. Like 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 I said, I've come around on uh, on replay. Um, Robot ump. Strike zone, like automatic strike zone. I'm not on board with that. Um, um, you like the blown calls. I think, I think, I think when you when you take away that possibility, um, you uh, you you take away some excitement. That I, is a I good don't. Point. I don't want perfection, right? Like, like so. I make I make my own. Pens. I have a, a, a spinning lathe, and I I, I build my own pens, right? Um, and cool. I I give them to people. I'll make you one when it's not so hot. My my shed does not have air conditioning, so I haven't uh, made one yeah. in a while. <laughs> but I don't want them to be perfect. I want them to be unique and individual and have some blemishes. And I think that we my my the the point of this is we have perfect pens, right? 
you can go to the store and buy this perfect pen that was, you know, three uh, printed. You, you want Angel Hernandez's though? No, you want, I want Joe West's. I think we should also have the ability to kick guys like that out because he is. That's an egregious situation where he, the individual, is bad, right? But you have guys like Jim Wolf, who's a terrific umpire, and. He makes good calls, but occasionally he might get something wrong, and that, that gets people upset, and that's fun to watch, right? But if you have a robot strike zone that just, you know, pitcher throws a ball, and robot goes, strike, now everyone's like, I guess it was definitely a strike, and there's no conversation to be had. That's not interesting to me, right? That That's a good that, point. Right? We already have – so to me, what I'm saying is that we have – hang on, stand by. We have – Football, hockey, soccer, right? You have your BICs and your uh, profile, right? You have your cookie-cutter sports, and then you have baseball, which is different and unique and flawed, right? Um, and that, to me, is part of the beauty of baseball is that there is room for error, and then we can have a conversation about it, but and, – and we can – vent about angel hernandez and um uh, what who was it that uh blew the um uh uh, uh god i can't think of the the the, the picture Galaraga that, perfect, perfect game yeah 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 um we can have those conversations but with jim jim joyce jim joyce mm, he is an umpire I don't remember who who exactly that umpire was, but um, it, it might have. Okay, I was, was going to say it might have been Angel Hernandez, <laughs> uh, but I think we need to have room for to 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 get rid of these umpires that shouldn't be there in the first place, like Angel Hernandez, like Joe West, even though Joe West is not anywhere near as bad as Angel Hernandez in my mind, but also still have a little bit of. Um, room to go. Every umpire has their own strike zone and part of hitting is figuring out that strike zone. Part of pitching is figuring out that strike zone. A big part of catching is expanding that strike zone. That's part of, that's a big part of my game is trying to expand the strike zone. Right. And with a robot umpire, you lose that and that's gone. And now a, a catcher's job is just to, there's no framing. There's no finesse. There's none of that. And that to me is a huge part of the game, right? That that catching that 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 game within a game of the catcher and the umpire and the pitcher and the catcher and the pitcher and the umpire, that is what I like to say to people is I understand why baseball is boring, but if you're watching a game and you understand how a pitcher's thinking and how a catcher's thinking and the games that they're playing between the batter and the umpire, then the game becomes a lot more interesting. Agreed. And then I you you lose all you're, that. With, I think you're I think you're slowly but surely convincing me that we don't need a robot strike zone or we don't need automated automated strike zone. I think that I, I understand why people want that. I get it. I do, but because we all want perfection, that's fine, and you've accepted it for what it is. Baseball is beautiful because it is flawed. Well, I think that's a good note to end the show on right sure. there. Is sure. It's all about finding beauty in the flaws. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, if you, if, if, if you, in the, like in the dating world, you know, like 
you don't want someone perfect unless you're crazy. Like perfection nothing, oftentimes doesn't exist. It, it, first of all, it, it, it doesn't exist anywhere. Um, and when you're looking for that, you're always disappointed. So when you accept the flaws, right? Like my wife has accepted the, my flaws, right? And despite the fact that my wife is perfect. Um, but my wife has accepted my flaws and I think that makes us closer, that builds us closer together, right? She's accepted me for who I am, not for this perfect version of a man that she wants. Same thing with baseball, same thing with everything. Same thing with politics. You can't, perfect does not exist. You need to accept that f flaw is beauty a lot of the time. The Mona Lisa is not a perfect painting. Ending with a hot take. Well, this was episode three, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Of August. This August. is Garrett and Mike. <laughs> See you next time, America. All right.